What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Jesse Strauss. For years now, in driving around the Bay Area, it's been common to spot pink billboards that have somewhat silly statements, along with the reference to a website called Jubilong. Some of the ones I've seen over the past handful of years include things like, quote, Jewish mothers, the original Yelp, or all Jews welcome refreshments and guilt to follow. Some of the billboards I've seen were also more serious and a little more shocking, like this one. There are a lot of forgettable numbers. Six million is not one of them. These billboards were encouraging people of Jewish descent to identify with their heritage at some point. After seeing those earlier billboards, I realized I might be the target audience and I wanted to check out what they were about until I found buried somewhere in their website specific references to Zionism and support for the state of Israel. Over the past handful of months, those references have come more to the forefront and the billboards themselves have changed dramatically, making the Zionist politics of Jubilong front and center with billboards that you may have seen saying things like, quote, Hamas is your problem too, or keep calling me a Zionist, nothing makes me prouder. Last week, Jubilong posted on its Instagram a particularly inflammatory Zionist post saying, quote, trust me, if Israel wanted to commit genocide in Gaza, it could. Joining us today to give us some background about Jubilong is Michael Scherzer, an LA-based co-host of the Palestine Pod podcast, as well as an actor and comedian who's written for NBC Sports, The Young Turks, and our Pacifica sister station in LA, KPFK. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the program. Really happy to have you here. I've reached out to you because I saw you on social media doing some deep dive research into Jubilong, kind of who runs it, how it's funded. Before we dive into the details, though, I'm wondering if you can talk about why, and especially as Israel has continued its attacks on Gaza, why it felt like a worthwhile research project. Why was Jubilong on your radar at all? Yeah, so when I first noticed Jubilong, it was driving in the Bay Area. I saw those signs as well. And I thought to myself, what a silly waste of time. Like, I actually wasn't even going to address it. I was like, they are doing bad PR on their own. Like, why would I get in their way? Um, and then I saw the post about if we wanted to commit genocide, we could. And I recognized that I could no longer ignore them for just being silly. I was like, they are a dangerous Zionist propaganda outlet that is well-funded and seemingly everywhere. Uh, whether it's billboards or tone-deaf Instagram posts, it's just like, it's like if Goebbels was writing Super Bowl ads. I, oh. it, it popped up in my face and uh, I immediately had to check out their website. And so I did a little bit of diving um you know i i went onto their you know typical website page i looked at their team organization page which usually lets you know who works at a place because most places are transparent about who is there and you know what's going on but uh this page when i clicked on their team page it went to an error message and they are so correct that literally any time spent thinking about them is an error but uh i had to dig further and i saw that they were still accepting donations and so I was like, wait, hold on. You're not even telling me who you are, but you are accepting money, right? That is curious. So 
I did a little bit of sleuthing. And I found out that Jubilong was founded by Archie mm. Goddessman in 2017 as a 501c3, which means it's a tax-exempt corporation based in New Jersey. And according to Archie, the goal was a web-based platform focused on rebranding Judaism and making it more warm and welcome for all. And that's why they run ads that are clear genocide supporters. So, I mean, there was that particular ad that you said made it worthwhile to do research. The one that said, and this is the quote from Jubilong, trust me, if Israel wanted to commit genocide in Gaza, it could. Yeah. Yikes. Super Super yikes. yikes. Right. Imagine, imagine working, having like multiple people review that copy and then be like, this is great hit post. Can you imagine, like, how far removed from humanitarian, like, civilization that you have to be to think that that is a positive message or that that reflects Judaism in any way? Well, let's talk about the reflection of Judaism that you're describing. I mean, a a big portion of this kind of propaganda machine, the Zionist propaganda machine, is about reflecting Judaism specifically tied to Zionism. Why right. is it important to you, again, you know, as as an anti-Zionist Jew who's kind of driving down the road and seeing this on a billboard, why is it important to you to to explore that and distinguish the narrative version or the propaganda version of Zionism from Judaism itself? Well, my purpose in life is to destroy the link between Judaism and Zionism. There is absolutely no link. Like, they are disconnected. They could not be more diametrically opposed. Jews are not Zionists. And if you assume that a Jew is a Zionist, that is actually anti-Semitism. According to the IHRA definition, which the Zionists themselves are trying to instill, right? Um, And so... You know, there's a ton of Christian Zionists as well. The founders of Zionism were secular. They weren't even religious Jews. You, like Joe Biden said, you don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist, right? He is a Christian Zionist, and there are tons of Zionists in the United States who want to bring about the rapture, right? Like that's the Christian Zionist philosophy of getting Jews to Jerusalem to rapture them all, or at least two-thirds of them, Right. And so, you know, for the longest time, you could not find a Jewish person who identified with Zionism because Christians were going throughout Europe, prophetizing Zionism, talking about we have to take Jews to Jerusalem to get raptured. And, you know, understandably, Jews were like, "Uh, I think I'm good. You know what I mean? Like the Jews know a good deal when we see it. And that's not one. And so, yeah, I just, you know, I'm so sick of people associating Judaism and Zionism. You know, Zionism is a political philosophy that largely started to become enacted in the late 1800s and early 1900s. And Judaism is obviously an ancient religion that has been around for thousands of years. And so anybody who is incapable of distinguishing the two is probably illiterate. I don't know. (laughs) Um, You said as you were noticing these billboards um, that they're dangerous. What's your, what's your fear in the danger of Zionist, of the Zionist propaganda machine? So when I looked into Archie, I found out that in 2018, she had actually tweeted, Gaza is full of monsters. 
Time to burn the whole place. Won't matter. The UN will just give another meaningless sanction. And I just want to mention when you when you say Archie, we're referring to Archie Gottesman, who's the founder of Jubilong. The founder of Jubilong, correct. The founder of Jubilong tweeted in 2018, Gaza is full of monsters. Time to burn the whole place. Won't matter. The UN will just give another meaningless sanction. It's unbelievable. Plan like she's she's openly calling for genocide. She's openly calling for the mass extermination of the Palestinian people, knowing that it will not impact them at all, that they will just continue to ignore all sanctions, all type of UN resolutions, that there will be no repercussions at the International Criminal Court, the International Criminal Judge. These people must be stopped. And so, you know, that was in 2018, what she said on Twitter. Now she has a fully funded media campaign where they have seemingly like an unlimited budget for billboards in Times Square. Now, you know, if that's not ringing alarm bells to anybody, I, I don't know what to say. Well, and you found that there's actually links, right, between the propaganda side of Zionism that they're doing with Jubilong and the military side. I, yeah. My understanding is that both uh, somehow connected to funding settlements in the Negev, as well as having family members who are in the IOF, right? Yeah. So Gottesman, Archie Gottesman, is the daughter of Paula and Jerry Gottesman, who have a foundation by the same name. The foundation was formed in 1990 and as of 2022 has total assets valuing over $65 million. The foundation recently was given, or foundation recently gave $2.5 million to American Friends of OR National Missions, which is a Zionist organization responsible for settlements in the Negev Desert. Furthermore, Gottesman's husband is a guy named Gary DeBode. In 2020, he served as the president of the Americans for Ben Gurion University, another Zionist organization with national headquarters in New York City and nine offices throughout the U.S. that allegedly connects people to Israel and the Negev. And they are also involved in settlement activity. And then, right, as you stated, Gottesman's daughter, well, all three of her children went to the occupations, uh, went, to the, went to settle inside the occupation for high school through a program called HSI Alexander Muss, and they were brainwashed in that program. And then one of those children ended up joining the IOF. Yeah, it's amazing to me to see the connection. We might be thinking sometimes that we see billboards and political propaganda as separate things from what's happening on the ground somewhere. In this case, there's just such a direct connection. Separately from that, you're, you also mentioned that... Um, Anti-blackness comes up in Jubilong's advertising campaigns. How, do, how does that come up? Yeah, absolutely. So you can look at the scope of all of the ads that Jubilong runs. And when it comes to anything that has to do with sin, disease, or, ignorish, or ignorance of Jewish culture, all of the people in those advertisements are black. Meanwhile, you can look at any number of ads that they have that are like a silly guy who forgets to wear his yarmulke and it's a white guy. Well, I was just going to ask, do we think that maybe they're, they have some sense of trying to use uh, images of black folks in this context because they want to encourage the idea that not all Jews are white? But wh I mean, why are they doing this? Well, I mean, sure. Most people who are familiar with Judaism know that not all Jews are white, right? 
But uh, I don't think that the Jew Belong campaigns are trying to feature black Jews as representation, because if they were, then they wouldn't be focusing them in campaigns that have to do with sin, disease or ignorance. Right. Like you would be highlighting how beautiful black Jewish culture is and not trying to tie it to things that have historically been, you know, tied to anti-blackness. Who do you think is Jubilong's target audience? I mean, that is a great question. That is a such a good question. Who is their target audience? And I think the only answer is genocidal psychopaths. Oof. Who are also like racist at the same time. You know what I mean? Quite a business card, right? Like, so we talked about this earlier, but I wanted to bring it back home in this way. Why is it important to you as a Jewish person to distinguish Zionism from Judaism and anti-Zionism from anti-Semitism? Well, anti-Zionism has nothing to do with anti-Semitism, right? Zionism is in itself anti-Semitic. The founders of Zionism said that the anti-Semites will be our best friends, right? They worked with the Nazis in order to spearhead the campaign for Zionism, right? If you look into the Ha'avra agreement, there was an economic agreement between Nazis and Zionists that allowed for the colonization of Palestine. And so, you know, as a Jewish person, my Judaism is rooted in justice. I don't think that Judaism has a branding problem, right? I think that do not kill and do not steal are still kind of bangers, (laughs) This this is like the arrogance of Zionism and this Zionist campaign where it thinks that Judaism needs a rebranding, right? And they actually, like, they want Jews to abandon Judaism and embrace ethno-nationalism, Zionism, right? They, they don't want us to actually engage in Jewish traditions of tikkun olam, like heal the world. You wouldn't see somebody who is espousing the camp the idea heal the world be like oh yeah we could commit genocide if we wanted to right like those are not compatible Mm. let's just recap the whole thing right the head of this zionist billboard organization has a child in the iof has a history of calling for genocide in gaza against the palestinian people and both her and her husband are involved in funding and expanding illegal settlements in the negev That's not a good representation of Judaism, right? Nobody who understands the Torah would be like, they're our guys. Those are our folks, right? Well, and it sounds like you you really have a reference to your people and your background and your culture when you call for Takun Alam or when you engage in your own work. You're a co-host of a pro-Palestinian podcast. You're obviously working in support of a movement for a free Palestine. What do you think the role of anti-Zionist Jews are in that movement for free Palestine? I think the role of anti-Zionist Jews is to follow the instruction of Palestinians who are leading the movement and sacrificing their lives daily, right? Um, There are a lot of anti-Zionist Jews who are doing a ton of good work, and I respect them. There are a lot of anti-Zionist Jews who are secretly Zionist, so... They are doing things like centering their feelings or, you know, distracting from facts on the ground. And to that, I say it has to stop, right? Palestinians are literally dying. They are experiencing a genocide. People are still under the rubble. And you are debating whether or not a term is good. Um, 
So focus on destroying the war machine, right? Anti-Zionist Jews need to be throwing our bodies on every weapons manufacturer in the U.S., making sure that production cannot happen, right? We need to continue to organize and continue to be there for each other, right? Because it's extremely lonely for us right now. Like we're being isolated from a lot of our community. We're being ostracized from family and friends. I've had, you know, my own family send me some of the most vitriolic things that I've received on the internet and I receive death threats regularly. And so it's like, you know, uh, show up for each other, be kind to each other, but also follow Palestinians lead. Well, in the spirit of making it a little bit less lonely, if people are listening and want to follow up with your work, how can people follow you and the podcast that you are co-hosting? Yeah, thank you so much. They can check out the Palestine Pod, palestinepod.com. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, although occasionally they do stop our podcast from streaming mysteriously. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Michael Scherzer, but uh, it's probably just easier to Google the Palestine Pod. And we'll have those links on our website. We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the program. All right. And Michael Scherzer is an L.A.-based co-host of the Palestine Pod podcast, as well as an actor and comedian who has written for NBC Sports, The Young Turks, and our Pacifica sister station in L.A., KPFK. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. <laughs>